Kobe Bryant's death anniversary just passed, the all-star starters are announced, and the Rising Star Challenge gets a new format. I'm Rosa Panda, this is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me, JJ. How you living, my friend? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. We're kicking it old school. John, how you living, my friend? Doing great. Missing my Jordanian brother, Sammy. Amen. And you know, guys... Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Definitely shout out to Sammy. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant, it's his two-year anniversary of his death. It's been two years since his tragic passing. And his daughter and seven others, um, you know, may they rest in peace. And, you know, we're going to honor Kobe Bryant right now just talking about our favorite moments that involve him and the NBA. JJ, I'm going to have you go first, my friend. Oh, man. You know, I love Kobe. Not the same way I love Dame, but I (laughs) really love Kobe, like straight up. Um, When I do think about Kobe, there's a phrase. It's he's a badass. He just wants to win. And I really admire that about him. There's an image in my mind that pops up where he's at the bench. He's being iced up and he has ice and tape on his shoulders with the sling. He has multiple fingers taped up and his knees taped up and ice. And that's just the image of someone who you know wasn't fully healthy but within those given minutes on the court he gave it all he got and he played to his fullest potential and stroke and striked fear in his opponent's hearts and that's kobe yeah badass absolutely with all that tape and ice it looked like he just got out of a like a crazy bar fight or something like that you know just like waiting in the er yeah but like a michelin man the all like bubbly up, you know what I mean? For Tires. sure. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite, I guess, moments are any moments with Michael Jordan because, you know, I grew up with Jordan. That, that's my basketball hero, man. And it was definitely like almost like a passing of the torch every single time that they met because you could see Kobe just kind of figuring things out, understanding the way that Michael Jordan plays. And you think about the last time that they really played together. One of the last times was that NBA All-Star game where they were going at each other head to head Kobe you know during timeouts was like talking in his ear like hey how did you do that move what were you thinking at this time you know picking his brain and even after his passing Michael Jordan had a lot of great things to say on his eulogy if you haven't heard it you should definitely go check it out John I'm gonna have you close this out oh man there's just there's just so many moments and I think the two most obvious ones to me are the the 81 points against the Raptors. And just, I watched that game live. And it's something where he wasn't really going for that record to score the second most points in NBA history. It was in the flow of the game because the Lakers were down big to the Raptors. Right. And they needed almost mm-hmm. every, probably all of his points to come up on top of that game. And just hitting shots every which way you can ever imagine layups driving to the basket pull-ups threes fadeaways free throws and he was on full display known as probably one of the greatest scores that our our generation or the nba has ever seen and i I couldn't believe it when i was watching the game i i had to text my friends my family and i i asked them did you see that game 
And are you talking about? And I'll, of course, they said, you mean the, the game where Kobe's dropped 81 points in a single game? <laughs> yeah, that one. Crazy, man. And Crazy. the second moment more recently was the Achilles injury against the Warriors, ironically enough. And I remember he went down driving and he grabbed his lower, his ankle, what it looked like. But you can tell that he was, it was serious because when Kobe got hurt, as JJ mentioned, with his band-aids and his shoulder wraps, the ice, you never really thought it was going to take him out of the game. You never really thought that he was going to be out for an extended period of time, that he was going to come back. But this was different. He was grabbing it. He could barely walk without, um, without showing a lot of pain on his face. But he came up and he shot the two free throws. And to me, that's just the epitome of what kind of a player Kobe was that he wasn't going to let any injury, no matter how serious it was, no matter how debilitating it was, he was going to play the game. He was going to show strength in the worst and the most adverse and challenging times. So for me, those are, the, are those two moments. And, and I'll close it with this. The the death of Kobe and Gianna, tragically, and those other seven other people, it's, it's still surreal to me. And I know death is a part of life, but it kind of puts things in perspective, right, about what's important how grateful we are each and every day to just be alive and to have our friends and our family. And it, it's, you know, I, I'm just so thankful and I'm grateful for, for everything. And this podcast, it's, it brings to me a lot of joy to talk about uh, basketball, talk about Kobe, just and to have a good time. And thank you to all the listeners too. So I'll close it with that. Yeah, amen And that. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe, Gianna, and those seven other souls. Dude, that was the best verse of a song I've heard in my life, John. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> like, what? seriously. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. You wrapped that up pretty well. And you know, yeah. it's kind of funny that you mentioned that um, it doesn't seem like it was two years ago. Because that's the way that I feel about it, too. You know, this is his death happened right before COVID. Am I am I correct? You're correct. Two months prior, yeah. And I think when COVID happens, I talk about this all the time, that sometimes my brain is still trapped in, like, 2020. Like, I, mm-hmm. like all of 2021 seems like a blur just because, you know, we're locked inside. Right. Even the start of 2022 seems like a blur. And it seems so crazy that all of this time has passed. And kind of getting to our next topic here, which is a complete shift. Because Stephen A. Smith put out this video on Instagram. It was a Kobe tribute video, and I'm sure his intentions were really good. He, he got a lot of slack for this. Mm-hmm. The video basically said, players missing games for reasons that have nothing to do th- with injury, and it had footage of like Kawhi Leonard and <laughs> Kyrie oh, Irving. <laughs> players collecting paychecks without regard hey, hey. to the regular season participation. That was not Kobe Bryant, and it showed pictures of, you know, Ben Simmons or whoever it may be, right? Kyrie, again. Kyrie, yeah. Embiid, right? Embiid, Even yeah. Embiid. What did you guys think of this video? Do you think he should be taking a lot of slack? Do you think it was kind of off key, off kilter? What y'all think? Uh, I don't want to get shots fired at me, but he wasn't wrong. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was. I agree. He, he was. Straight fire, straight facts. Um, you know, everyone clowns and 
talk smack about how we're soft in today's game. And it is an issue. You have these superstars that are fully healthy for the first time that choose, yes, choose not to play a game of basketball where they get paid multi-millions. And would Kobe ever do that? No, he wouldn't. I mentioned when I think about Kobe, he's all being iced up, hurt, shoulder, fingers, knees, still play through it. And Kyrie and Ben Simmons, they're not on the court. They could get out there if they want to, but they choose not to. That's ignorant. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with that too. I'll say this, Stephen A wasn't wrong. And if Kobe were alive today, he probably would be, even though he was friends and he was mentors to a lot of these guys, he, he, I don't think he would accept the fact that Ben Simmons doesn't want to play because he is afraid that he's going to get booed in Philly or the perception of him is going to be negative or Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard sitting because he has some knee soreness, even LeBron. It just wasn't in his DNA. Now, now, maybe he just let guys do their own thing, but that's not Kobe Bryant. He's not the type of person to sit out. If he, I remember in an interview, he said that people pay good heart and money to watch you go on the court and perform and be entertained. And if he could play, he would play. He's not gonna. He's not gonna try to shortchange anybody out of that because the fans are the reason why these guys are able to play on the court and and do their thing. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with it. My only reservation, I guess, perception-wise, and it being 2022, I, 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 I guess it's not really unexpected, the type of slack or the type of hate Stephen A is getting just because of how sensitive our society is today. And, and that just kind of comes with the territory. And some people are making the argument that because he used a Kobe tribute to kind of belittle these other players it kind of diminishes or takes away from the tribute that he was trying to give to Kobe and I guess I can kind of see that argument but I, I was talking to JJ about this earlier or you guys that there probably wasn't a good time to say this then anyway right he probably would have gotten criticized regardless of whether he did it on Kobe Bryant's anniversary death or if he did it two or three days later he probably still would have gotten criticized so I agree with him and the criticism just came with the territory you know, I was about to say the same exact thing because, like, you know, one of the top topics, you know, in these comments is a wrong place, wrong time. Right. But was it? Was it really? Because if you think about it, these conversations happen all the time on ESPN. They happen all the time on NBA Network, and you don't you don't see people highlighting these talks, right? Because all they think is just old heads old heads talking about old players, right? But now you put this tribute video and all of a sudden it goes viral and all of a sudden everyone's talking about it and you know I think people are going to look at this they're going to reflect back at a different time you know a different um breed of player because these these breeds don't exist anymore like if you think about who is the closest to Kobe Bryant right now in the NBA I don't know if I could come up with someone right away Bruh. nope yeah, I would have I to think know. about it really dang hard just on the toughness part, right? 
We're not even talking about overall skill. We're just talking about Mamba mentality toughness. I don't think there's one yet. I mentioned. Right? I just think I mentioned Clay Thomas or Thomas Clay Thompson, and I think he's. You know, that's a good one. Yeah, he's showing a lot of fight, especially when he tore his ACL back in the finals against the Raptors. Right. I was just gonna say that you could also have the perspective that Stephen A. Smith wasn't putting down players necessarily. He was just giving Kobe props on how badass he was. Holla, right. Holla. Yeah. No. Right. I, or even even challenging players. I think and just challenging, challenging players. Right? Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Good point. Prove know. him wrong. Good Prove him wrong. Yeah, exactly. So I want to see Kyrie on the court. I want to see Embiid not take any rest. I want to see Ben Simmons come back. Take that criticism. I would love to see all that. All because of Stephen A. Smith. Thank you. There you go. Yes. We're going to move on to our next topic here. Hold up. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit or $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're going to go to the NBA All-Stars. The starters have been announced. And to let everyone know, the way that they figure this out is it's it's all weighted. It's 50% fan vote, 25% uh, NBA players, 25% media panel. If you don't know, the starters go like this in the Eastern Conference. KD, Atentacumpo, Embiid, Trey Young, and surprise, surprise, DeMar DeRozan. Perfect. The clinic here had Levine instead of DeRozan. Do you guys think that we got this right? As in, sorry, do you think the starters are correct that are currently in there? Man, we were yeah, so close. I, we Go were ahead. close. We're I close. think some of us even said that we wouldn't mind if those were interchangeable, meaning DeRozan and Levine. We could see either or because they've had similar numbers. We just picked DeRozan because of recency bias, and that was the time when he hit back-to-back -back in winners. That is You know, I correct. think we actually picked Levine. Oh, I think we may have picked... Or I, I picked Levine, not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to tap my shoulder. Yeah, maybe JJ actually back. picked DeRozan. I, I, I think, think I picked DeRozan, yeah. yeah. I think Sammy might have picked DeRozan, too. So we have two people that are so wrong. maybe it was split. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I it was mean, our, I think our argument was that Levine was technically... Like, Levine was, like, the leader, is the leader of the Chicago Bulls. He's, like, the face, right? And we were just basing it off of he's the face of the Bulls right now. And also his production is pretty close to DeRozan's. I think that might have been our reasoning to have Levine over DeRozan. But JJ and uh, Sammy, I think you guys picked DeRozan. You guys were right. I think the, yeah, you guys were right. the, the key moment thing you guys said, I, I remember, was 
the two game winners. And I think that probably shifted the perception of the voters significantly. Recency mm-hmm. bias comes into play, but also just it's flashy, right? And it, it shows up. It, it just shows up, and it, it, it it's embed. It's kind of um, stuck in your memory. Yeah, and you know I'm gonna move on to the way more interesting one. Yes, the Western Conference. LeBron, we knew. Jokic, we knew. Curry, we knew. Morant was a little bit of a question mark, right? We thought we wanted Morant. We wanted him. We definitely wanted him. We didn't know if he would get enough fan votes, and it looks mm-hmm. like he was able to push through within the last few weeks. But then that last spot. I've made a huge mistake. Andrew Wiggins makes an appearance here <laughs> as a starter. Andrew Wiggins. Did we? Did the people mess this up? Help! What do you guys think? Let me go first, John, because... I would love to hear your take after I go. Please, go ahead. Since you made an interesting point earlier in the pod that the reason that these players are superstars, the reason that the NBA is competing with the NFL is because of the fans. And 50% of the votes are derived from fans. True. So... If you think about it, the people out there, once again, I have to say the fans, if you don't like the pick or Wiggins as a starter, who is to blame? The Suns fans got to come through, man. That's what it comes down to. Right. Number one. Number two, the Suns marketing and PR. Did you guys do your job? Because the Warriors and the Lakers, they're always on top of it when it comes to their marketing PR. And for a small, I don't even know if you want to call the sense of smart, small market team. I guess you could categorize them as that since they don't have as much pull as the other major markets like New York, Los Angeles and Miami and the Bay. But that's my thoughts. And last but not least, this isn't a good sign in for the NBA because you have the number one team with two superstars in CP3 and Deep Book, and they're not even representing the starters, not one of them. You know yeah. what that shows? The, the fan base and the teams and the free agents don't go to a small market. Because the third Ooh. or fourth best player on your team will make it as a starter and your best player won't even crack the All-Star game. That Potentially. is correct. I don't know. What do you What do you think, John? Is that fair to say? No, I think that's fair. I, I Yeah. If 50% or half of the votes come from the fans, the Phoenix Suns fans need to come through and they need to vote and vote constantly, consistently, how many times they're allowed to. My... So Devin Booker was probably the expected pick here for Wiggins because it, mm-hmm. this is position. They do vote by position, which brings me there to another go. another topic that we can maybe dissect at another time. But I do think moving forward, the NBA should do move to positionless all-star votes. I don't think it should be you have to choose a shooting guard, you have to choose a point guard, you have to choose a small forward. I agree. Because that, I agree. then you're not you're not picking the best players or the players that deserve it the most. 
But that's another topic for another time. But Wiggins, it's it's a tough one, right? Because I don't think a lot of people expected it. But he has been balling this year. He's been playing extremely well. You can say that the Warriors didn't really lose much. They did lose a little bit of a step when Draymond went out. But you can make an argument that Wiggins is probably is their second best player since Clay was out. And the Warriors are the best have the best record in the NBA. So am I surprised by the pick? I am. But JJ made a good point. If you want your guy to be into the in the All-Star game, you got to vote. You got to vote over and over and over again or how many times you're allowed. Tell your friends. Phone a friend, I don't know. Tell a random stranger on the street to vote for your guy on the Phoenix Suns. Be like KD and make multiple burner accounts and vote. Exactly, exactly. So, I I don't mean, it is what it is. Congrats, Andrew. You're in. But, I I mean, I'm I'm surprised by it. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. And, you know, Devin Booker or Chris Paul should definitely be on there. They got snubbed, right? Phoenix fans, you also had a chance to to vote for DeAndre Ayton. Because if you guys are on Twitter anyway, voting hard... I'm sure you're just going to put those three people, right? Just over and over and over. Do you know who finished ahead of DeAndre Ayton? Carmelo Anthony. Bruh. (laughs) Even I had to laugh at that (laughs) one. Is that pretty ridiculous? That's ridiculous. Come on, Phoenix. you got to show up to these votes. Um, It just kind of sucks that, you know, there's not representation there. We almost got it right, though. We said that Draymond Green instead of Wiggins was going to get in and you know Draymond Green was was right behind Wiggins so he would have gotten in if it weren't for a few things I think let's see the weighted score for Draymond was 4.75 and Wiggins was 4.25 so pretty crazy I'm going to move us on from this topic the NBA All-Star NBA All-Star weekend for the Rising Star game it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little unique. So they're going to have a mini tournament of three games. There's going to be four seven-team or four seven-player teams. Each game will be played to a final target score. So it's not going to be like a running clock, right? They're going to get to a certain amount and then they're going to stop. There's going to be a pool of 28 players for the game. 12 first-year players, 12 second-year players, and four players from the NBA G League Ignite. The rookies and sophomores will be selected by assistant coaches and the Ignite players will be chosen by G League head coaches. The semifinal games are going to go to 50. The final game is going to go to 25 points and that's supposed to symbolize like 50 plus 25 is 75 which is for the 75th anniversary of this season. I just said a lot of words there. (laughs) What do you guys think of this mini tournament that they're going to have for the Rising Stars? If they're adding players from the NBA G League Ignite, they should definitely add players from the Shanghai Sharks <laughs> overseas. Let's just give everybody a chance. You know what? I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up to play in this Rising Stars game All-Star like Weekend. It. No, I, I think it's I mean, it's, it's cool. I think Adam Silver is trying to reinvent some things and do things differently, which I think I can always appreciate. I mean, the, the play-in was a huge success. Yeah. Granted, that these were two of the top teams in the Lakers and the Warriors, which is probably not going to happen again. That, that was an anomaly. Although the Lakers probably will be in the play-in again this year. is It's cool to me. Uh, I don't know how... I can't really speak on what I think it's going to be like because I, we haven't seen it yet. It's, it's 
unprecedented up at, the, up at this point. So I'll, I'm excited to check it out and see how it goes. But I think it gives a lot of a lot more um, exposure, and there's a lot more games. There's a lot more time to see these rising stars, to see other players. And right. even even though I ragged on the G League Ignite, I mean, this may be an opportunity for some of the, one of those unknown players to make a name for himself and better himself financially. So I think that's super cool to give these guys an opportunity on a big, fat main stage like this. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You know why I love it? Because how can you say no to a, a mini tournament in one right. night? It's just like mini March Madness on a Friday with the best freshmen and sophomores and a few sprinkled G League players. Only two bench players, right? Yeah. So they're going to have right. to be working during the game. They can't just like lollygag and just do whatever. And I think it's cool, like what John was saying, like provide some exposure and provide an incentive for these players to win because it's a tournament style. And you want to be a champion of something. Some of these rookies, they're not going to taste winning for a very long time. Yeah. That's why they're rookies. They're on a lottery team. So yeah. show, show your worth on national television. And Adam Silver, props, man. Like Friday night for All-Star Weekend, I think throughout all these years, we've seen that they don't really put effort. You have these games like celebrities. I don't care if Justin Bieber plays point guard for some whack ass celebrity game. <laughs> celebrity game. Nah, I'm straight. Excuse I'd rather me. wash my hair on Friday night. But you have a competitive game with young players yeah. trying to win a mini tournament. Sign me up. Why not? Yeah, I think this is like some evil genius kind of stuff. I think a lot of people are looking at this and they're not thinking much. But there's a few things in here that like really interest me. Basically, we're talking about rising stars, right? So we're talking about people who already want to prove themselves. We're talking about the youngins, right? These aren't grizzled like vets, right? Who are just going to relax during this tournament, who don't care. We're going to have people like Jalen Green go at Cade Cunningham just like he did right in um the preseason was it preseason no summer league summer league summer yeah. league right he wanted to prove himself mm -hmm. saying hey i was supposed to be the number one pick we're gonna have those moments again and now you add the wild card of adding g leaguers you know they're gonna want to play for a contract they're gonna try their butts off they're, right yeah they're gonna sure. make it into a game right are you gonna have this g leaguer like score buckets on you and you're the nba starter you're the one that was drafted oh, great point great you know point. what i mean so this is really sneaky i think we're gonna have some of these moments where it's like hey did you guys see this g-leaguer dunk on so and so yeah that's great tv for sure it's gonna be awesome i think it could potentially be really awesome another thing that i want to note is that i'm putting my tinfoil hat on here are they getting ready for a mid-season tournament is this Ooh. the warm-up? This the trial. Uh, Do you think this is the trial version of yeah. the mid-season yeah. tournament? I know we, we had talked about this a few pods ago, but this is almost sort of structured the same way, except the mid-season tournament would have a cash prize at the end. We also said it would be, you know, however many games long, and it would include the wins and losses to your record. 
this isn't quite the same, but you have some wild cards in here where it's like, people actually want to win. What? If it's good enough, do you guys think they might start thinking about this actual mid-season tournament? Yeah, no, I, I think that's... Am a, I crazy? No, Am I crazy? no, that's a great point. It's kind of a test run, and what better time to test it during a harmless all-star game where it's supposed to be fun, there's nothing on the line, and that's the best time to test it, like you said. So yeah, I think you're you're right on point. I was going to talk about James Harden, but I actually think that's all that we have time for for today, and I feel like we could probably push it out to the next week. Yeah, that's Anyway, fine. for James Harden. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, my friend. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate you all. John, thank you. Best episode ever. Just kidding, Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Have a good night, guys. I love you. (laughs) Sammy, we're just joking, man. We miss you. We love you. Um, Hopefully, you'll be back on for Monday's pod. Yes, for sure. And, of course, shout out to our video producer, RJ. And, you know, guys, if you haven't checked it out yet, you got to go check out Diagnosing the Lions because our man, Sammy, who's missing from this pod, is on. He's absolutely on fire. He's hit on every single possible bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is our our sponsor here. So go check him out. There's going to be a video out soon. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, the Clinic All-NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All-NBA. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.